0: Happy, 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 happy Friday, everybody. Guess what? Today is Duffified Live, and we're back to talk whatever we want to talk about, because that's what we do. So, uh, yeah, man, can you believe this? Uh, It is March, and we are full-blown into March. Uh, This right now uh, is going to be—hold on, I'm trying to figure out what episode number this is. I think we're at 50 jerry hiding in the background are we on 50
1: i had to double check myself <laughs> can you believe you've survived to number 50
0: <laughs> i know i love it so everybody that's jerry jerry P. Tuck from radioinfluence.com, Rockstar rock star whole nine yards thanks man we uh yeah we're episode number 50 man I-, I can't believe that we have actually made it this far to that point um this episode that you guys are listening to right now uh, should be St. Patrick's day, man. I'm thinking it's St. Patrick's day. It's the, it's the Friday before. So what we need you guys to do is one, go out and have a boatload of fun and, uh, don't get super shitty. It's just not fun anymore to get super crappy like that. Um, and plus it gives the Irish a bad name. And if you're drinking green beer, then go to hell because it's just not cool. You're going to run around with green lips and green tongue all day. Go have fun. Go out there and just have a boatload. Um, One of the things that that I want to talk about, especially over a great weekend like this, Uh, is the fact of pre-planning on a lot of stuff that you're going to do. If you're in the restaurant industry, you know, a lot of people are going, oh, shit, it's March 1st. We got to get ready for St. Patrick's Day. One of the things that I try to do is I always come in strong. I try to come in six to eight weeks prior to and have all of my stuff set ready to rock and roll um, leading up to it so that we don't have to kind of rush around like maniacs at the end. Look, I used to run Irish pubs for years, man. I was the corporate exec for 11 of them at one point. And one of the things that we always did was we started planning the day after. So March 18th, the year prior, we started to plan for the next year. What went wrong? What went right? Sit down with your team. Sit down with your staff. Have a bunch of fun with them and have a conversation. Get that stuff while it's fresh in your brain. It's a great way to do it. Even if you have to do it on, you know, the the, the 19th the 20th or 21st, sit down and have that conversation after each big holiday and have and, and kind of. What worked well? What didn't work well? What should we do for next year? What do what you know, what 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 is a big waste of money for this year? What should we have had for this year? So that's just my little tidbit of information. I'm doing that because uh, we, we now have a new email that we send out to all of my clients on a week, on a monthly basis. And I just happen to be thinking about that stuff. So, um, have that meeting at the end. It's kind of a recap session. Grab everybody, get out of the restaurant, go and sit outside in some nice spring air, have a couple cups of coffee, and just go through your business at that point and talk about it. So, you know something else that we never really talk about and uh, is is the social media aspect of the business and what it is that that it brings to our business at this point. You know years ago we used to spend a lot of money on advertising. Years ago we used to spend a lot of money in the newspaper and on online ads and email blasting. And now we are in this crazy little world of social media. Look man, it's free. But just because it's free doesn't mean that you don't have to be responsible with it. I still to this day watch people put up shitty pictures of food. I still to this day watch people um, put things up that just don't have any relevance to their business, things that just don't make sense. The other thing that I watch when it comes to social media is the amount of people that are constantly putting up a circular. I, I call them circulars, which are the things that you get in the mail that you never really look at. It's just something that gets deleted or put into a spam file or it ultimately just, it's just, you don't even look at it. Um, Those are the pictures of crappy food. Those are the pictures of monochromatic food that end up going up, pictures of bad looking drinks, pictures of, uh, of unengaged, uninspired guests or staff. You know, for me, I've got kind of a simple rule of thumb when it comes into these things. I do, I, I basically do, four posts a day, okay? Um, and and you, can sw- you can switch these up as much as you want. I always put in some form of a food picture. Food makes people hungry. It's a great way to promote what it is that you're doing. The other picture that I'll put up is some form of booze or a, a drink. But I always make sure that I have a logo in the background or something that kind of touches on what I am. I have great clients out there in, in Rockford, Illinois. Check these guys out. They've got a place called Arrow Ale House. Get them on Instagram, get them on Twitter, get them on Facebook. But look at the posts that they put up. They always have a beautiful post as well as they always have it branded. Okay, Talk to your graphic designer, get yourself a stamp or something like that. It takes a little bit longer to do it, but you know what? It pays off tremendously through the social media following that you get as well as the branded and shareability that you get from it. So get out there and check that stuff out with these guys. Um, your social media stuff is really, really important. And you know what? It's it's so important because it is it is now like having a billboard on ninety-five north with rush hour traffic. That's exactly what it is. And too many people don't take that seriously. You know, I I, I had some clients for a while there who were taking pictures and, and they were taking it with like an old school Samsung phone wasn't a really good picture, and, and they're not using filters. They're not using... They're not brightening their photos. They're not changing it around at all. They're just taking the picture. They're putting in some some random words with it and some crazy hashtags, and they're not going forward. But for me, you have to get those hashtags involved. You have to get that good picture involved and create something fun. You know, you guys ever want to take a look at some of the fun posts and whatnot that I do? Go to my Instagram and check it out. It's Chef Bride of. Um, You know, there, there's... I, I always... After I did a booze and a food, I always do something that I call a culture shot. And the culture shot is a picture of a staff member or a boomerang of somebody pouring a beer or that beer that goes sliding down the end of the bar that the other person catches. Like have fun with these things. You know, get out there, do something creative, do something enjoyable. Make sure that there's a lot of color in the pictures. Make sure that when you're doing it, you know, uh, you know, you take that beer that you just poured and you slide it down the bar. And all it is is a hand that grabs that other bar and you go sliding into Thursday like or sliding into happy hour. And then hashtag happy hour, hashtag beer, hashtag bar, hashtag guest, hashtag hospitality, hashtag who cares? Budweiser, Miller, like Coors Light. I really don't care what you do, but create those hashtags because they create the interest of the following. Okay, when you click on that hashtag of burger, you'll see that there's 47 million burgers out there. Well, here's the deal: that creates a larger following by adding those hashtags in. So. That's a little bit of free information on your social media. You guys know how much I love mine. You know how much fun I have with mine. And now what I want to do is just share that information with you. If you guys work with my company, which is called Duffified Experience Group, one of the things that we do is we offer up a tremendous amount of operation through the monitoring Um that we do for your numbers. I take a look at all of your food costs and liquor costs and labor cost and all that stuff. We talk about the food that you have in-house. And we also talk about marketing when we have these calls on a weekly basis. So if you're out there and you're listening, feel free to send us an email. You can go to uh, DuffifiedExperienceGroup.com. There's a contact page down there. You can also reach out directly to myself or my assistant, Samantha, which is ChefDuffy.assistant at gmail.com. You know why I don't have my own like DEG email? Because it costs more. Money and I'm a frugal dude, and I try not to waste money in places that I don't have to. Gmail works perfectly fine for me, and you know what? If somebody, you know, somebody ever wants to say, "Well, what's wrong? You don't have a chef Brian Duffy at DuffifiedExperienceGroup.com?" Guess what? DuffifiedExperienceGroup.com is way too long to spell out, and you know what? Some people can't spell Duffified. So that's how I feel about that. So send us an email at chefduffy.assistant at gmail.com. We can definitely work with you or go directly to my website of Duffified Experience Group and we can go from there. So speaking about social media, one of the uh, one of the things that I like is I love people that are aggressive and that go out and go after stuff. Okay. Um, I, I met a guy who does this a couple of about two years ago, and I actually met him online because I really liked some of the stuff that he did. And uh, he's got a, a, just a huge following within the world of, of, of this business that he created out of a love and an enjoyment of food. Um, so everybody do me a favor. I, I'd like you guys to get, uh, get all your stuff ready to rock and roll. Turn the radios up. Get the kids out of there. You know that we curse, although Steve doesn't curse too much, but I'm a chef. These things slip out. Fuck it. It's the way that I work. Um, but get everything ready to rock and roll. Do me a favor. Go and get this stuff now. Sit down. Relax. Put some headphones on. Get yourself a drink. If you listen to last week's episode, go get yourself a joint or something else. Sit down and relax because we get to talk to Steve Green from Foodie Chats. Big Steve Green. What's up, chef? Duff? How are you, brother? I'm great, man. How are you doing? I'm not too shabby, brother. It's good to talk to you after we've been talked in a while.
1: I know, right? Yeah, man, you've been uh, you've been on the move. I love it.
0: <laughs> I have I have been on the move. Yes, I'm I'm a slow. Where in the world move. are you today? I'm actually in Philadelphia, man. I'm in my office. Okay, cool, yeah. man. I'm in my. I'm my where are you? Super Bowl Philadelphia Eagles, baby. Go birds, baby. Go birds.
1: Yeah, that That's was like, awesome.
0: That is like one of the most Philadelphia ease things that I say. Is go right. birds. I'm not a used guy. I'm not a wit guy. I am uh, and I rarely have the accent. I'm not a wooder guy. Um, Right. I'm not a down a shore guy. I'm not a Eagles guy. I'm a go birds guy and I'm good with that. Go birds. Go birds. Uh, Yeah. Amazing game, man. Amazing game.
1: Amazing. I was I I was rooting for you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was either us or the or the what what did somebody call them? The deflatriates. Oh, yeah, or the evil empire. The evil empire. Yeah, it's a crazy world up there, man. It's a crazy world. <laughs> but um, uh, so, so hey, Steve, do me a favor. Let's do this first right off the bat. Why don't you tell us who you are, a real quick thing of what you do, and then I, at the same time, I want you to tell me uh, how we can get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, Steve Green. My company is called Foodie Chat, hashtag Foodie Chat. Started it uh, in May. Will be seven years. Just sent out a single tweet one night asking, uh, "What's everybody having for dinner?" Hashtag Foodie Chat, and it trended nationally, number one that night. And uh, the rest is uh, history. So you can uh, you can follow us everywhere at Foodie Chat.
0: Very nice. And what do you, and what exactly does your company do?
1: Yeah, so foodie chats. You know, our our slogan is "where the foodie community chats together," and that's exactly what we do. We are, uh, you know, introducing foodies to foodies, foodies to brands, and really showcasing from from the seven years of building the community, really showcasing all of the incredible uh, things that our is up to, and then all of our partner companies as well, all of the new products and launches that they're up to and uh, bringing them all together to create a foodie
0: community. So like what, as you, as you put that tweet out that night, Yeah, what were you, I mean, were you really just kind of sitting back going, I wonder if anybody's going to talk to me?
1: Um, you know, I was pretty like, there wasn't really, there wasn't really Instagram then. So it was just like Twitter was like, you know, the, you know, other than Facebook or LinkedIn, Twitter was like, the platform. And I'm a big sports watcher, so sometimes I get a little carried uh, away watching sports and I don't wanna just sit there wasting time. So this, this was during the NBA playoffs. So I like to uh, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So I always like talking about food. So, you know, every night it was just like you know, I, I learned to ask questions. I was I was I started in social media where you, you you say something and nobody gets back to you and then all of a sudden you start asking questions and then it grew from there. So I don't know. I just said, what's everybody having for dinner? And I just decided to slap on a hashtag to it. I mean, I didn't even like really know what it was. And then, like, after five hours and like thousands and thousands, it was crazy. Somebody said his foodie chats every Monday night. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll see you next Monday. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know what a Twitter chat was. I mean, I saw people talking with hashtags and all that, but then <laughs> there it is. Literally a week later, I started a Twitter chat. It was crazy. Wow.
0: So what, and, and I mean, how many followers did you have at that point that you posted that out there? And then it just kind of went viral from that point.
1: Yeah. You know, obviously I, I didn't have the foodie chat Twitter account then I just had my own Steve go green account. So I think at the time I probably had like 18,000 followers. I mean, I was still pretty active on there. You know, I, I had a lot of, you know, Facebook friends at the time and LinkedIn and all that, but, um, I don't know. I just tweeted, and then 10 people tweeted back, and then I just asked another question, and then 20, and I just asked another question, 50, and I just I kept going. What's your favorite fruit? What's your favorite vegetable, favorite restaurant? And I don't even know. I mean, I did it for five hours because I watched two NBA playoff games, and I did it till 2 in the morning, and the first tweet was, I just remember, it was at 8.52 p.m. Eastern. Um, I don't know. I was tweeting for five hours. Coming, I mean, it was so much fun. I mean, I've never seen anything like it before. And, and it became a trending topic fast. So I think that's how it really picked up the steam from just
0: trending. Well, and it's so funny because everybody considers themselves a foodie. You know, I, right. I have uh, somebody actually, I did an appearance a couple of weeks ago, and they did a big announcement of everything. And they're like, and Chef Brian Duffy, who's a very big foodie. And I was like, oh, <laughs> man, really? I went from being a chef to now I'm a foodie? I was like, come on, man. You you stripped me of my title there for a couple minutes. I know, Um, right? But it's, you know, I mean, everybody is a foodie. So it's something that kind of resonates with everybody. I mean, no matter what it is. And to give the opportunity to have a chat about that is something that's pretty awesome as well. So now with with that.
1: Some some people like being a foodie when they're called it. And some people don't like it. Like they have a negative connotation for some
0: reason. So an interesting word. Chefs aren't foodies. We're chefs. I know, right? Let's yeah. so maybe if, if so let's do like a public service announcement real yeah. quick. The, the the lay community, if you love food and you study in the style of it and you're into the gastronomic creation portion of it, guess what? You're a foodie. If you're a chef, we're chefs. Yep. We're yep. not foodies. I agree. But, but we can talk to foodies, which is always fun. Yep.
1: And 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 crucial. I mean the foodies are gonna help shoot. amplify.
0: Your messages. So, yeah. And it's also one of the things, it's odd. It's actually how we met. Yep. Was through that. You had tweeted something to me one night. And I was like, wow, this looks pretty cool, man. I definitely want to hop into here. And, you know, so, and, and I, I, I need to put it, I actually have to put it on my, on my schedule for Monday nights because you have a tremendous, there's a lot of information that gets passed amongst that.
1: Yeah, it's cool. You know, every, every Monday is a different theme, you know, a different host, different sponsor, 10 questions, and they're asked every five minutes. So it's, it's, it's a rapid pace. And I'm always like so impressed by how quickly the contributors, the foodies, the chefs, the bloggers, whatever we're going to call it, like how quickly they're able to just come up with amazing answers and quickly look through their camera roll and find. The right picture, or have a link ready wow. for their blog or an article they did that's relevant to the question. I mean, I'm I'm highly impressed every week with uh, people's answers.
0: And what are you know some of the people that you kind of bring on and you bring in? I mean, I know you're you're getting ready to do something with a very good friend of both of ours pretty soon, yep. which is uh, yep. Roberta Pito up here. It was just homemade delish. Homemade you delish. Guys if you get a chance, check it out, go to Instagram and Twitter, uh, Roberta Pepito. She's awesome. She's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, she's actually been on the show before, but, um, you can follow her at homemade delish. So check her out because you guys are doing what now are you guys coming up? Is she, are you coming up here for this?
1: Yeah. So this is, this is, yeah. So this is a scoop. So we're celebrating seven years of foodie chats in May and, uh, To kind of make it just, you know, even more fun and create more community, we're doing a five-city tour that's going to start in Chicago, March 28th. Then we're headed to L.A. April 18th. And then we're headed to do it in your hometown, Philadelphia, on April 25th, which will be our third city. So, yeah. So, teaming up with Roberta, Homemade Delish, and uh, where we met was at Moonshine, which was about, you know, a year or maybe two years ago. So Moonshine is going to be hosting the event again on April oh, 25th. that's great.
0: And that's where we physically met, not where we virtually that met. That is where we physically met. There's yeah. a huge difference these days where I shook <laughs> your hand in person compared to where I yep. replied back to a tweet. So, yep. um, and then, and are you guys doing something similar to what you had done? So, so to give everybody an idea, we went to this great little restaurant in South Philly called Moonlight and it was, it was loaded with, with, which was really Steve. So, you know, it was really something that was cool to me because I was able to put a face to all of these people, the bloggers and, you know, all of these food foodie people that are out there. I mean, you must've had what 40 or 50 people there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it was great. And then all like, you know, it was, it was all pretty, you know, pretty easy. Let's just say, we just said, Hey, we're coming to town and, and everybody was excited to, meet up. So it wasn't like crazy promotion to, to do it. But that's always been my favorite thing throughout the years is when you are chatting and chatting on social media and then you like finally meet that person in real life. And I'm like, oh man, you're, you know, yum, <laughs> yum foodie or you're homemade delicious. Just how excited you get when you meet somebody. It's like, it's always my favorite first moment.
0: Well, and it's also a really cool thing to do because, you know, I mean, you're kind of the so I always say that, 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 we are all connectors in our life and things that we do. And for you, I mean, at this point you really are a connector. I mean, it's one of the things that, that I've always liked about you. And in conversations that we've had in the past is the ability to really kind of put people together, to pair people together at the same time. So I, I call it being a social mixologist, you know, somebody yeah. who's putting people together I like and, and I, uh, I, nobody owns it yet. So hurry up and own that shit but uh, I'm sure somebody out there bought it as a website, but um, you know, it, it's, it's something that I think is really cool because of the fact that I got to meet you. I got to meet your, uh, you know, your, your, the rest of your team that was with you and all of those people that are in there. And they're all people that I still kind of talk to. And when I do stuff yeah. in Philly, I try to tag them in as much of it as I can so they can see what I'm doing. And yep. as well as, you know, it also builds a following. And, and so, we're doing a lot of stuff over the next month where we're going to be talking a lot about social media and the importance of it within the business. So if you could give anybody, you know, what are your five tips? Let's just say that there's five tips that you have for, uh, uh, for, for basically executing a good social media program.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'll quickly say first, you know, foodie chats. Yeah, we definitely, obviously, it's all, you know, around food. But the biggest part of foodie chats is exactly what you said. It's really the people, the community, the making the connections. And sure, we're doing it over food and and drinks and all that. But it's really the relationships that we've made, which is why I'm so excited for this five city tour to really bring all these. Community members together to meet for the first time. I mean, even though I'm like I'm not from LA or Philly or these different cities, you know, we're going there and people within their own city are meeting people for the first time. All just coming around, you know. This you know the common thing of foodie chats, but then like you said, I mean, people have gotten together and they're like they've been best friends. Like we we introduced somebody in DC, um, these two girls, and now they've just been best friends forever from meeting <laughs> at the event. So it's a really it's a really cool thing. But back, but, but back to your question. I mean, no, number one is just it's just consistency. I mean, obviously, it's like the cliche, but I mean, it's just showing up every day and, and, and sharing your passion um, with the community. Like, if you're feeling up or if you're feeling down, it's just that, you know, people look for that. And you have no idea, like, how much people are interested in what you're doing and how much it means to them, you know, when you share um, how it impacts their life and how it motivates them to go out and you know, be passionate about what they're about what about what they're doing. Just like you, you share all the time your passion. So when I'm watching your videos, your passion totally comes out, and it gets me excited to want to you know keep sharing with people.
0: Nice. And then, you know, one of the one of the big things for us is and I always talk about it, you know, you say about the communication and getting it out there is communication is the key to success. It's something that that I believe in, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be in a business partnership or, you know, whether it just be kind of, you know, like with my girls, I mean, with my daughters, you know, I mean, we're always talking and texting and going through there. But the other part of it for me is and I I coach a lot of my clients on this, which is the engagement portion of it you know, it's not just that communication. It's the engagement. It's about replying back to people and liking what it is that they have. I mean, with you having as many followers and that and, and as much as you do, how much time are you spending on your social media portion of it?
1: Well, I mean, the good thing is that you have a team, so it, 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 it's helpful when you're doing things. But, you know, I mean, I'm just like you. I mean, we're, we're attached to the hip of, you know, checking in. It's like, you have kids. It's like checking into your kids, checking into your Twitter, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your YouTube. Yeah. I mean, all the different places that you're, uh, you know you're working on. You're just constantly going in there. But you totally nailed it. I mean, a lot of people do just like social media marketing, right? They're just posting, letting people comment back, and not really engaging. I mean, you got to have a great ratio of like 10 to 1 engaging versus just marketing. I mean, that truly is the key of, of also, you know, supporting what others are up to. And especially the things that are like dear to their heart, not just like, you know, the, you know, you know, pointless pictures or just sharing about a salad, but maybe sharing about why they've changed their diet and why it's going to help them with their health and, and everything like that. So you really nailed it. I mean, really it's called, it's not called media. It's called social media. So, I mean, you gotta be social and you, have to support your community because if you don't I mean unless you're a celebrity right then you know then everything comes your way but if you're not that or not a super influencer then you definitely have to have that givers gain philosophy
0: yeah I know you know I, I paid attention to a lot of it about about I guess about 10 years ago you know Facebook was was running pretty hot and and I, I remember I had a Uh, the name of my Facebook page was chef Brian Duffy. And then it said executive chef boom of the restaurant where I was working. And when I left that restaurant, I had about 5,000 followers at that point. And when I left that restaurant at this point with Facebook, you couldn't change the name that you had. So I mean, that was, I mean, that was a long time ago. So I remember having to start from scratch and I did, and I started full blown from scratch and it's, you know, when you're trying to gain that following, you really do anything. You start grasping at straws. You start grasping at whatever you can to try to do it. Well, maybe I'll boost, which I'm not a fan of boosting. I'll just tell you that right off right. the bat. If, <laughs> if, if, if Facebook sees that I have a nice following and then I boost to that post, why are they going to continue to to allow the algorithm to work the way that it should Yeah. If I'm only going to, if I'm going to spend money on it. So I stay away from boosting. I don't know. uh, Yeah, that's cool. And how do you feel about the boosting aspect of things when it comes to Facebook?
1: Well, you know, we've done a lot of like, also like social media management for clients as well. And I, you know, if, I mean, especially when they're first starting out, if if, if you don't spend a little money with Facebook, I mean, it's crickets. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like even like with Instagram, I mean, the moment they change the chronological order, and it's just a popular. I mean, wow! You have to do anything you can. So you know, obviously, it's just like advertising anywhere. I mean, sometimes you got to spend some money to get started, or sometimes you know, if you're really like honing in on a on a certain city and zip codes, and you really want to target it more, it, it helps. So you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I think you got to spend some money.
0: Well, and and I, and I do. I'm not. Let me let me rephrase that. I guess the way that I was saying it. I think that that you know, if there is something specific that you're pushing out and you don't have a lot of followers, you know, a lot of these people end up, you know, they start off with, hey, I'm going to open a restaurant. So they start the Facebook page and, and, and they don't really do it the right way. I'll just let you guys know. Like for me, I'm all about creating a buzz for things. I want to create a chronological timeline of a buzz. It's the same as doing a recipe. This is how you start the recipe. And this is the Mm -hmm. final product. So when you're opening a restaurant, it's like, Why not show a picture of you with a shovel in the ground? Yeah. You know, and, and with the for sale sign on, or with the, you know, the sold sign on the ground next to it, you know, and then start that next process. I did it with my own restaurant in Philadelphia where we did all of that, where we started the whole process. Every single week I would do a video of the progression of the restaurant, meeting with the architects and doing all that stuff. And unfortunately we watched too many people with the coming, you know, in reality it's the coming soon sign in the window, but the streets kind of closed you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so they don't really take it as far as they should. So when it comes to with you, so let me ask you a question. Besides just the foodie chats, what else do you guys, what else do you guys do? I didn't know that you guys handled other, you had other clients for this stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, really how this started was, you know, I was, it started like, well, this chapter of my life, you know, not, not, not like way back when I graduated college, but, this particular chapter kind of started in 2008 where we were hosting monthly events in Chicago, every month, different location, two, 300 people, 10 to 15 sponsored companies would set up a table and we would create these events. And in 08, you know, there was just Facebook. So there was, there wasn't any of, you know, Twitter, Instagram or whatnot. Then in 09, some of our, um, sponsors who were at the event said, Hey, do you guys manage social media? At that point, like wow. I said, it was just kind of like Facebook and Twitter was just on the scene. So, you know, with 2009, I started a company called NetUp now that I still have and we consult, uh, we manage sometimes. Um, so yeah, we take on, we've had all kinds of clients. I mean, anywhere from apps to um, chiropractors, hotels, uh, pharmaceutical companies, you kind of, Name it. But then when Foodie Chat started for us in 2011, it kind of quickly took off. So we really just focused on Foodie Chats. And now we're really bringing this experiential aspect doing it. And this five city tour, um, to celebrate seven years, we're already planning to do that again in early fall. So I'm really going to integrate these live events with social media, all these different cities, bringing all these communities together. We have sponsored companies that will be at these events. Like, for example, Visit Philadelphia, you know, is going to be a sponsor at our Philadelphia event. So we're going to be promoting all things Philadelphia. And obviously with their help being the CBB in town, I'm excited to work with them on, you know, helping to promote your
0: great city over there. Go birds. Go (laughs) birds. Go birds. They just, that's all we really need on like all license plates should just say go birds and everybody will be good with it. Yeah. That. So now, now we're
1: really selective about like, if we're going to manage social media, it really has to kind of like fit in. And we really want the people to be like excited and passionate about their brands as well. Like you have to love your brand and, you know, have a lot of great content and really in it for like the long haul and not just like, Hey, manage my social media in two months and let's see you know, what kind of magic you can create in two months. So those, those are not my favorite situations. I don't even (laughs) do those. It's something that we're going to build a relationship like that's I want to build relationships with my clients, not just like, you know, wham, bam.
0: Yeah. The quick money. I talk about it with my clients all the time where, you know, my, my rates, my rates may not be the cheapest rates out there, but the way that I, I put out my proposals and I put everything out there, I, my, my proposals read like a menu. You know, I put in a series of things and I say, look, this may not work for you. And each one is tailored directly to the client itself, but. You know, I just like I do evaluations, and in the evaluations, after you know, once the evaluation is done, I put an organizational fee in there. Where if I'm going to set up all of the organization within your restaurant, it's going to cost this much. And I've had mm-hmm. people say to me, "Well, you know, what's to say that you're not just going to say that we need all of this stuff and then just charges for us?" And I say, "One, I'm kind of a reputable business. I'm not out there to right. make." Like the super fast buck because you know I can make a quick buck anywhere. That that's not the way that it works. But for me, it's that retention and it's that relationship that I work with because I don't advertise my business. You know, I don't have a brick and mortar that you can go into and sit down and browse. You know, I have yeah. to give you, you. know, I get recommendations from my clients, and you know, they're the ones that are talking about me and talking to other people. And if I go into a city where I work where I have a client and somebody else from that city wants to hire me, I say to my other client, Hey, do you mind if I work with so-and-so, you know, and what I typically end up getting is, well, they're not our concept. They're not the same as what we're doing. Yes. We're cool, totally cool with that, but it's a respect for my clients at that point to get involved in that. And the other thing is I don't get involved with jackass clients. I, I just, I can no. tell on the phone right away whether they're going to be worth it or not. So, yeah,
1: when um, we. I mean, when we first started our social media company, I'm, I'm not going to say we just you know accepted any
0: anybody, but you yeah, know, but we all did. Your... <laughs> nah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> we did, we did. Okay, fine. I'll take the strip club that's been closed for six months, and I'll help you. Right. No, it's like, all right, fine. fine. Yeah, but you know, I'm thankful for foodie chats
1: now, so that when we do like you know bring on net up now social media clients, so we could be selective and and really talking through like. Like you said, evaluate the situation and if you if you don't think it's gonna work out, nobody likes those phone calls from clients saying like what's going on, how come this? Like you know, I like quality of life just like you do. I like I like positive vibes and you get into a bad situation and you got negative
0: energy. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. It happens fast. It happens super fast, especially in the restaurant business because it really is, I mean, for me at least, you know, your world is a little bit different because you're yeah. you're dealing with corporations, you're dealing with clients, you're dealing with brands, you're dealing with that stuff. I have to deal with, the, you know, the, the, the restaurant world where, you know, yeah. they want to say right off the bat, okay, well, this menu's not working. Okay, well, then we make adjustments to it. You know, I mean, these are my suggestions for things that we do and unfortunately, you're going to put your input in there as well, which I want, but a lot of times your input isn't a professional decision it's a knee-jerk decision or it's a heartfelt decision which as i always say it's show business not show friends you know yeah those decisions on a business level so so when it comes to with foodie chats and you guys start to do all these tours all around i mean you're obviously reaching out to some of the local people that are in there and then so what kind of what kind of national or what kind of sponsors are you guys working with on these things
1: Yeah, so we have some great, we have some great national sponsors. So Krispy Kreme is uh, one of our headline sponsors. So they will be joining us in all five cities. And we're going to be creating like these awesome donut walls, you know, just like all their donuts on a wall that, you know, it's like an Instagram donut wall that everybody can take pictures of. So we're pretty excited to have them. We're we're also, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line um, is one of our headline sponsors. And they were one of our, our, original booty Chat sponsors back in 2012. So um, it's great to come full circle with them. They're launching a new ship called the Norwegian Bliss. So we will be, our, our final uh, city is Miami. So we will be going on the on the Norwegian Bliss for two nights on their inaugural sail from Miami. Wow, that's, we that's will awesome. be celebrating our actual seven-year, May 9th, Wednesday, on, on the ship. We dock Thursday in Miami, and then we're doing the, the final big uh, event in uh, Miami on Thursday, May 10th. Oh, that's
0: awesome, it up. Now, where are you guys? So, you guys are, are you going to be at Moonlights again in, in Philadelphia?
1: Yeah, Moonshine, Moonshine. Yeah. So, we will be at moonshine. moonshine again, but this time we're next door because um, they have uh, an event space now next door that's two oh. levels. So, we got the whole space and Gonna have great food, great drinks. We're gonna have a lot of great like social media activations there. We're gonna have it's probably be you know even double the size of the event that you were at. Probably about a hundred um, people in there, and yeah, we'll be inviting. You know, we got a great you know um, list of uh, Philadelphians that we're gonna invite that we've been chatting with from kind of like some local touchable media bloggers, Instagram tweeters, local professionals. You name it. You in town, Duff? Are you gonna be there? What's the date again?
0: Uh, Wednesday, April 25th. Wednesday, April. I'm going to tell like, we're live on the air. I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be. Wednesday, nice. April 25th. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. We're not even going to cut it out. This show is so live, we don't even cut anything out. Is, April, is it really live right now? I, I, I didn't no, I mean, we, we record live. <laughs> but but we don't, I, I'm a totally raw person. So, and, and, and my the production company that I work with is actually out of Tampa. They're called RadioInfluence.com or RadioInfluence. Okay. And these guys are great. You know, I mean, they, they might do a little edit here or there, but sure. we try to do things as, as they are because I, I'm a real guy. I, I'm rarely edited. I'm kind of straightforward with stuff. So I feel and they feel that, that with that, we just do it the way that we do it.
1: You know? I know, Duff. I follow you on, uh, you know, I obviously I follow you, but you know, on your Insta stories, man, you just you just rock it out. You know, <laughs> you, just, you sit there, you just talk, and then and then and then you have your notorious
0: shoe airplane legroom shot, right? Isn't Absolutely, that you? dude. That that actually started. So I had a I had a, a girlfriend years before, and uh, when we first started dating, we used to take pictures of our feet wherever we went. And it was just something that was kind of cool. And, uh, and she gave me a gift once, which was a picture of both of our feet together uh, in New York City. And it said it said something to the effect of, you know, here's to the, the the journey or the path that we're going to take moving forward. And that was something that was very profound to me. And I always thought about it that it's it means a lot of things. One, it means kind of staying grounded, but two, it's about the yeah. fact that we're always up and moving. And from those those uh, those tweets and and Instagram pictures and everything, I've actually gotten a very kind of fun relationship with American Air. Um, right. They That's reply cool. back to me and I've actually had me, like private messages back and forth with two of, I, I believe it's two of the, uh, the people that tweet for them. Um, yeah. and again, it comes down to engagement. It's a picture of shoes, yeah. uh, on a plane. That's all it is. I always take my pick, my, my videos with great. And if you listen to the music that I do in my videos, the music is, uh, has kind of a meaning either to the location where I am or the location where I'm going. So, yeah. I put a lot of thought into it. It's something that I really enjoy, and uh, yeah, it's kind of fun at the same time. Plus, I I will definitely
1: give a shout-out to American Airlines on Twitter. I mean, literally, I just flew in from Chicago to Miami last night, and I I always tweet American Air, and they always give back. I mean, I'm sure like you, we're both positive tweeters to American Air, so we're a breath of fresh air never complaining about something. Um, But
0: they do a great job. They do an amazing job. They're always on top of it. They're always on point with it. You know, somebody had said something the other day or or somebody started to talk about American air and or no, you know what it was. Did you see the tweet about um, the U.S. curling team? Where they, they tweeted Delta Airlines and they said, hey, what do you say? How about an upgrade? We just won the gold medal. And Delta was like, yeah, sorry, no upgrades available congratulations on the gold medal which was really kind of odd and i replied back to them and i said you guys should totally i said first off why is our u.s national team flying on delta they should be flying on american air if anything (laughs) they should be flying on american air and two i said you should be flying american anyway because you know what they're pretty loose with their upgrades they let them happen pretty often and uh and they replied right back to me and uh, it, it was. It's just kind of you know. It's fun when when those things when you get a response from somebody like that because there's so much negativity. Everybody bitches yeah. and about stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Not really. Yeah. In, it's Really, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. But that's I, true. I, yeah. I mean, and look, I'm no stranger. Look, I've had some crazy flights, man. But being is that I fly. I mean, I flew eighty thousand miles last year. Being is that I fly Yeah, something's gonna happen exactly. And not only that. As I had said once before, you're literally sitting inside of a tin can with thousands of pounds of jet fuel that is projecting yeah. you through the sky, and the pilot yeah. wants to get there at the same time as you do. Yeah, it's just that simple. So, now with with you guys going forward, so where are you guys going to be in L.A.? We are doing, okay.
1: So Chicago, we're doing the
0: event at Carnival,
1: which is just oh, an awesome man. spot in. In the West Loop. Have you been there?
0: Unbelievable place.
1: Okay. So if someone said to me, like, what kind of restaurant would you open? It would be Carnival. It's the most beautiful looking place. Their, their slogan is live a colorful life. They have incredible food. They have incredible art, entertainment. It's just like it, it, music. It speaks to like everything. So we're doing it at Carnival. And I had a menu tasting there on Monday night. I, I, I did my foodie chat there on Monday night. And, oh, my God, the food was just to die for. And, uh, you know, the chef came out, the owner was there, and, and uh, it was just a great experience. And then in California, we're going to a place called um, um, Jalapeno Pete. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> we're going to Jalapeno Pete. So I actually did an event in Beverly Hills um, about three, four years ago at um, a place there. The Phoenix, LA. So I'm somebody who loves to build relations just like you. So when you build it, I love to go back. So going back to Moonshine with Rich. And I've worked with Lonnie before in LA. So he's got a, a couple of great spots. So we're going to do it there. That's in Ventura, California. Um, okay. So we're going to host it there. So each spot's like different. Like Chicago is Carnival, Latin Fusion. Then LA is, you know, Jalapeno Pete, Mexican food. Then we're going to Philly, Moonshine Philly. You know, good old Philly bites. And hey, maybe we can get Tony Luke to come by, bring some
0: cheesesteak. That would Dude, be Tony. Cool. Tony's Tony's live and proud in Philly, man. I'm sure. You know, I, 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 we'll, we'll, we should we'll send a message out. We should send a message out to him and let him know. Yeah. But- um, and by the way, I am home on March on, or I'm sorry, on April 25th. As of right now, I leave for the Middle East in oh, a couple no. of days after that, but I, I believe I'm home. So I'll make sure that we uh, um, to put it in here right now.
1: Yeah. Sweet. yeah. Then, then what's cool is that after our event in Philly on Wednesday night, we're waking up Thursday morning, getting on the Amtrak and going to New York and we're hosting our event in New York the very next night.
0: Oh, that's awesome, dude. We're in New York.
1: Yeah. You know what? We're. We're, we've got about five or six spots right now. We're actually narrowing it down. We actually might hop on a plane on, on Friday for like a night to just kind of like go check out these spots and go, you know, any excuse to go to New York for me, I'm I'm there. I The energy in New York is just me. I love it there.
0: It's amazing. And you're, where, where are you from?
1: I'm born and raised in Chicago, went to college, University of yeah. Miami, and just a couple of months ago, we... Now live full time in Miami
0: beach. That's cool, man. I love it down there. I haven't been down to Miami in forever. I've got to get back down there. It was, uh, when was the last time you were there? God. So I think the last time I was there was for a super quick thing. It was like a two day shoot. I was in and out like six years ago, maybe. And then prior to that, I shot a TV show called Date Plate, which was for Food Network, which ran a couple seasons. It was a it was a really cool kind of way before its time show. But we shot it at Nikki Beach, man. We shot it at uh, Pearl. Oh, there you go. Yeah, where we weren't allowed to sit on the chairs. Yeah, they would not let
1: anybody. Definitely got to come back. I mean, like obviously there's South Beach and everybody knows that, but Brickell and Wynwood. The design district. I mean, like if you haven't been to those places, you know, six seven years. I mean, they so are booming right now. Wynwood's
0: awesome. Well, and I lived in Key Largo. So when I graduated college okay. school in nineteen ninety four, I moved right to Key Largo, and I lived okay. in Key Largo cool. for a year, and I worked at a restaurant down there. And then, I mean, I was no, in like, and out, of, not so much Miami, but I was in and out of Key Key West and Isla Mirada and heading all the way down there. But I loved it down there.
1: Yeah. It's great. It's a, it's, a good, it's a great home base because, you know, we live like 500 steps to the ocean and the beach, and it's just such a great way to clear your mind and reset. And, you know, having a base here in Miami and then visiting, you know, Chicago, my hometown, and New York and Philly, I, I love that. And then I love coming back here and being able to, you know, recharge. And obviously it's
0: warm and sunny and nice yeah. <laughs> most of the time. As long as, it's not, as long as it's not August. I'm doing, where was I... Somebody's doing a, a huge event in in August in Orlando, and I'm like, what mm. the? Heck? What are you thinking, dude? Damn, thinking? that's hot. Yeah, that's like going. It's like going to Vegas in August. Like, what are you thinking? But
1: so long, now you will be traveling this summer. Like we like we won't be here that much this summer. So this right. it, it. I mean, it gets hot. You know, you get like angry. It gets so hot sometimes. Oh yeah.
0: And as 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 everybody always says, like the movie theaters crush it down there during the summer. Because everybody right. takes their kids, and they go and they sit. So now for you, uh, be, besides Miami and Chicago, and and yes. you can add them in. I mean, they're both yours. They're, they're, they're both a part of you. What is your yep. favorite city in the country?
1: New York, it is. I just love. I get off that plane, and when I'm, like, getting off the plane with my girlfriend, she always says I'm, like, sprinting the moment I get off the plane. I just, you know, I'm a fast walker, but I just, like, I literally could start at one end of New York, and all of a sudden, I look up and I, I mean, I'm in the Central Park. I just, I, I'm a walker, so I, I love, I love the energy and the city. And you know, I find New York to be like the friendliest spot. I find when I go out there, everybody talks and everybody's fun, and I like their uh, their personalities and cadence and all that. So, I
0: mean, New York for me is everything. And I dude, I totally agree with you 100. percent. I feel that that once you get up there. It is, it is, everybody's hospitable. You know, yeah, Hey, how do I get yeah. here? What's the best train to take or what's the best way? And, you know, people are always, I have friends of mine that live in New York. I, whenever I go up to New York, which I think I'm there tomorrow night, I'm waiting on something to come back. But uh, I, I, every time that I'm, I'm up there, I reach out to everybody, all my friends. And I'm like, let's go out to yeah. dinner. Let's get a big group. Let's communicate. Let's do our fun stuff. So, and, and when you get out, what is your, do you have a spot that you go to before you get, when you get there? Or before you leave, like, like I've got a spot when I before I leave, I go in every time. Yeah. What, what What are your places? Spot. Well, my I, I can't even tell you the name of it, but it's in Penn Station, man, and that's where I get my pizza. Oh, okay. I get my pizza. It's yeah, on the right. western okay, side cool. of it. Yeah, you know we are
1: we are huge um, oyster fans. so we have recently found a few spots that are just incredible oyster bars. I mean, they've got that classic oyster bar. In, um, in in Grand Central Station. It's been around for like a hundred years. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. So like my dad was there like way back in the days and like I've been to the station a lot, but I never went there. He told me to go there. And, you know, I just, you know, I love that. I, I love getting the oysters. It's such a conversational piece. Everybody around you, what are you having? What are you trying? And the bartenders is such a cool thing. So we, so we always try to find a cool new oyster spot when we're there. We... We discovered this one spot in like Soho um, once. It was like in an alley. It was literally like, it was like eight feet from one wall to the other. And it was like this little spot. And um, do you remember the name of that place? No, it and It's called, it's called Vergola. It's in Greenwich. Yeah, it, It's uh, yeah, and he, uh, he now kind of has expanded to other cities. So we had just an amazing seafood experience. So obviously I love pizza, but um, oysters are kind of like,
0: my thing. So you're an oyster guy. All right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then let's, let's go into uh, another question that I ask people all the time is, is, and these are two separate things, but favorite restaurant, no matter where it is. And, and I have to go back, especially for you, one of your most memorable meals.
1: Yeah. So when you come to a restaurant, you got to like, like to me, you got to kind of go from one spectrum to the other. Um, you know, and being born and raised in Chicago, there, there are some classic spots that are now trendy spots, you know, so it's kind of like, it's like everybody's answer, but my like, kind of like my fast food little thing is the wiener circle in Chicago. Have you heard of it, been there? I have heard of it and I have been there. Yeah. So I've been going there way back. I mean, even way before that, I'm a huge char dog, cheddar fry, char burger. And I've just had so many amazing memories and conversations there that it's just, it's history. And I just love a good Vienna beef hot dog. And I just, I I love that meal. That was my, my grandpa and I, um, once a week growing up would go out to dinner and he kind of owned, he was part owner in a hot dog stand in Chicago called Gold Coast Hot Dog. So once a week, we would go for that meal—the hot dog, the burger, the fries, and all that. But my classic restaurant is Shaw's Seafood Restaurant in Chicago. It's—it's it's, they have a dining hall and then they have the bar area. Have you ever been there?
0: Yes, I have. I have been there as well. It's—it's it's a cool spot.
1: Yeah, so Shaw's like the area in the bar with the—they have a live band there a couple days a week, and I've just known the bartenders like. Forever, and I just love sitting there. And again, oysters, seafood, and they make great martinis. And it's just, I, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm a history guy when it comes to like favorite stuff. Like a lot of people that love, love, love trying new restaurants all the time, and sure, but I love walking in where people know you and, and, and you can kind of catch up and share what's been going on. And it's just familiar, it's friendly, you feel a lot of love. So,
0: to be my two nice okay all right man well steve i am uh, stoked to try to get uh over there for new year's or new year's Geez, what I don't even know what month it is right now um yeah. to get over there for the foodie chats over at moon great uh, it was a great yeah, time awesome. there last time and just such a nice nice group of people um i've got it in my calendar so we'll definitely have to talk about that Um, And I have I have some fun people that you may like uh, out in L.A. that I'll do a connection with as well. My buddy, Nick Liberato. I've got some good buddies out there. I've got my one buddy owns a great spot. Nick Liberato owns a place called the Venice Whaler, which is right in Venice Beach. It's the iconic kind of scene of Venice Beach. And he's got the restaurant right on the corner on the beach. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And his food is he's a Philly guy, but he's a California guy now. So his style, he calls it Caladelphia. Um, and my other buddy owns a place called Shoo Shoo Baby, which is a little bit of a speakeasy, but it's really geared very much towards women. Um, it's got a really, really neat vibe to it and amazing staff that's on the inside of there. That's in downtown L.A. So I'll do a connection yeah. with, the, with those guys before you guys get out there. So, um, Steve, Great. do me a favor. Give us all the love again real quick. Let us know how we can get in touch with you, how we can follow you and all the good stuff that comes along with it. Our social
1: is at Booty Chat. Everywhere and uh, obviously hashtag your food pictures with foodie chats. We love that. See all your delicious that you're eating. And if you're uh, if you're into Twitter, every Monday night, eight p.m. Eastern time, we have our Twitter chat. Our theme this Monday is going to become uh, is going to be called Food Madness. I'm a huge sports fan.
0: I love March Madness. So I'll kick this <laughs> month off with a little food madness. I love it, dude. I love it. Well, Steve, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate you hopping on with us for this amount of time and taking the time out of your day. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks, man.
1: You got it, chef, up. Thanks for uh, having me on your show. Appreciate it. Be safe. Take care.
0: So those are, uh, you know, that's uh, Steve Green. He was a, a really good dude when I met him the first round. We, Like I said, we started out kind of interacting on Twitter and kind of moving forward from that point. And then I really started to dig a little bit deeper into the Foodie Chat uh, stuff that he does because he is, uh, you know, he, he, he's kind of an innovator when it comes to this. Um, you know, he created the simplicity of a hashtag with foodie chats involved and then kind of built it into a very, very good and, and, and respectable business at the same time. Um, you know, now they do events that they go around the country, which I love to hear. He does that stuff every Monday night. And for you guys, you know, there's certain stuff when, when, when you think about doing it in the social media aspect of it, it's kind of a different world when we say that we're going to do something at a certain time. Um, it is, uh, it, it's like clockwork with us. Like your, your head starts getting ready for it. You start getting into the space, you know, and for Steve, because he's really more of that connector. Um, it's a neat thing to watch. And, and it's really kind of cool to see him grow that brand as it goes forward. Um, you know, when I first got involved with those guys, they didn't have as many followers a couple years ago and they're really started to blow it up. And, you know, a lot of chefs really start tagging their stuff in there because what we're doing is we're not just hitting a professional community. We're also hitting the lay community. We're hitting the people that are coming into the restaurants that are sitting down and eating we are doing that plus in this day and age with food network and cooking channel and discovery and 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 all the other networks that are out there doing this stuff we all know food we all know the importance of the appearance of it you know when i was in culinary school one of the things they said to us was you know pay attention to it pay attention to the appearance of it, because 80% of your enjoyment of a meal is visual. That first reaction that you get when you look at that, you're going to smell it. You're anticipating. You have an expectation of what that is going to look like. Now, take that a little bit further and think about that when you look at it on the on Instagram. Then you're saying, hey, where do I get the recipe or how do I do that? And it's one of the reasons why I do the little recipes that I do. You know, last last night for dinner, we just played around. I said to the girls, what do you want? Emily was like, I want calamari. Uh, and Fiona was like, "Well, I want shrimp. Okay, so we made a dish. You know, we took some calamari, we sautéed it off, garlic and butter, and all the goodness, extra virgin olive oil in the um, uh, in a cast iron pan, and we charred it up a little bit, and then boom, hit it with your shrimp, and then boom, we hit it right away with the pasta. We get that pasta in that pan and." and then we toasted it off, and it was beautiful. That really sharp nuttiness um, that was coming through from that toasted pasta. Then I took really simple, man, a can of, of the uh, cento clams, the smaller, clan, or the smaller can of clams in juice, uh, and we poured it right in. We deglazed the bottom of that pan with that squid and that shrimp that was in there and all that amazing garlic, and then we finished it off of the oven to char it up just a little bit more. So it's like By doing my videos that way of these super simple little dishes that really don't take a lot of time, but that end result is this beautiful, beautiful picture of all the textures and different colors, and you can almost taste it by looking at it. That's the type of stuff that you guys want to get out there and that you guys want to see when it comes to foodie chats. So, all right, I got to shut it down. I got, oh, my God, did I really say that? Fuck shut it down. God damn it. I got to plug a couple of things here and I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this. Go over to uh, to uh, YouTube right now and subscribe to Bar Crashers. Really important. Another big thing is head over to iTunes and do me a favor. Rate us. Let us know. Review us. What you guys think about the show? It's really important to us. We like that feedback. Um, it's very important to me to really see what you guys think about these episodes. I've gotten some really good feedback, man. I, I really have. I've gotten some great feedback from people about things that they'd like to see on the show and things that they think that I can do differently, which I think is kind of cool. So um, check check out those two. So go in and uh, subscribe to Bar Crashers. That's a new show with Michael Tips and I. We are doing a lot of stuff for it right now. We're getting ready to prepare the final episode or the, uh, the final product so we can get it out to everybody to see it. Um, I will see everybody in nightclub and bar in just two weeks. Go right now. And, uh, type in the code chef on the, on the uh, registration page and you're going to get $50 off. Okay. There's also a link in there for hotels. You can get hotels for like 30, 40, 50 bucks to go out. Nightclub and bar is the largest nightclub and bar show in the world. There are over 45,000 attendees that show up at this show. It is a tremendous opportunity for you to go out and get some education on the seminar day of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Plus, we have the Food and Beverage Innovation Center out there that we paired up with Middleby as well as Chef's Warehouse and a tremendous amount of other sponsors from RoboCoup to Henkelman uh, Vacuum to Fusion Chef to Chef Works. I mean, it's amazing. And Ergo Chef, all of these companies, uh, uh, Blodgett and uh, Desmond and Cook Tech. And I mean, Jesus, the sponsors go on forever. California Academy or Culinary Academy at Las Vegas. Like we in the Food and Beverage Innovation Center have a tremendous amount of stuff. Uber bar tools. I mean, these things are crazy what we've got going on out there. I want you guys to come out and I want you to check it out. If you're in the industry, it is an amazing show to see. And guess what? You're going to have a boatload of fun as well. Every single night, something crazy happening, whether it be at a nightclub or a back-of-house tour or something going on on the strip. There are things to do. We give you VIP passes. If that's the case, you get to go through and see all this stuff and have a lot of fun. Check out the three people that support me the most when it comes to this show, RadioInfluence.com. They have a tremendous amount of opportunity for you guys to listen to some badass podcasts, all sorts of stuff from sports to cops to booze and food to Ian Beckles, flavor In Your Ear. Like, come on, man. These are really cool people to listen to, and you've got to go check them out. Other person, Maggie Gagliardi, y'all know that I love her. She's wonderful. She's a tremendous individual, and her talent is just not. I, I can't find anybody who does what this girl does. It's a very, very specific form of art that she does. It's drawing, it's creative, it's colorful, it's exciting. And guess what? She does every single promo piece that we have for the show, and I love it. Um, Then go over to Michelle and see her at Techno Solutions. She does all my websites and that stuff, and she's amazing at what she does as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me for this week. This is episode number 50, guys. This is huge. So stoked that you guys have been hanging out with me for this long. Our viewership and our sponsorship is going up as well as the subscriptions that you guys are coming in and listening to us. And I really appreciate it. So thank you all so much. Have an awesome week. Go out and be nice to people, man. Bye-bye. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef. B-R-I-D-U-F-F Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence.